Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just happy to be back. I know we uh, we missed the last week just with some schedule issues, so I'm just excited to sit here and talk some football for a little. Yeah, um, we're, we're on a bit of a time crunch again. I mean, the NFL show, unfortunately, is suffering a little bit just because I started a new job. Um, it's really nobody else's fault but mine, but uh, we're trying to at least give you, you know, two a month, maybe every other week. Uh, when we can record, we're recording. Um, I started last week, and then I'm, I've actually been off this entire week because uh, the school district is um, off this week, which is nice. They surely did not have that when I was in school. Um, so kids, you know, continue to uh, have these nice things that we just did not have in school. Um but yeah, uh, for records last week, um, I believe I went 10 and four, uh, Jeremy, I believe went two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven and seven, um, got burned on a couple of the touchdown scores, Brees, Devante, Kamara, and Jerome Ford all did not get into the end zone. Um, kind of a chalky week, honestly, in terms of picks. Uh, a lot of the underdogs, Dolphins were a dog, Rams were a dog, Bills were a dog. I was on all of those, and uh, they did not hit either. But honestly, solid enough week. I mean, seven and seven, you're right at five hundred. Uh, if you can, if you can pick five hundred, like we always say, it's really not that much of a disappointment. Uh, and I had an outlier week uh, at ten and four, so we'll take it. Um, all right, let's uh let's run over these games. A couple of them we don't really need to totally go over. Um Jeremy's got to get out of here by 12, so we're going to try and go as quick as we can. Uh Titan Steelers was our Thursday night game. Uh Steelers won that one 20 to 16. The big story on the day was Deontay Johnson finally getting into the end zone. He had something like 280 catches consecutively without uh, one of them being a touchdown pass, which is absolutely insane. Uh, he went off seven catches for 90 yards and a score. Um, the run game was decent. Najee is kind of uh, like he's getting a majority of the snaps. He, he got into the end zone here. He's looking better. He still lacks a burst that I think all of us are, are you know, we still think of him at Alabama when he had just unbelievable amounts of skill. He looked like Kamara, and now he just doesn't really have that burst. So uh, Jalen Warren also had 88 yards. And the Titans with Will Levis um, as the starting quarterback now, probably until the end of the season. Uh, he didn't look great in this one. He did go over 250 yards, so he also threw a pick. Uh, Derrick Henry, decent against this terrible Steelers run defense. They just cannot stop the run. Uh, he, uh, he got into the end zone uh, on a touchdown, but it was more of a defensive battle than anything else. I mean, Kenny Pickett is just, like, not impressive to me whatsoever. He's You're lucky if he gets over 150 yards, to be honest. Uh, he only throws, like, one touchdown pass a game. I don't think he's ever thrown two in the same game, uh, which is insane. Or maybe he's done it one time, but... Steelers are five and three. I'm not scared of them whatsoever. The Titans are obviously a dead team at three and five. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Kenny Pickett, but I just can't see the Steelers team, regardless of how good their defense is. Um, I just can't see them doing anything, sneaking into the playoffs. Maybe that division is everybody has a decent record, but it's really weird. 
Yeah, I could see them getting into the playoffs, but like you said, I'm not very scared of them. Um, when it comes to the playoffs, it's kind of a battle of star power a lot of the time, and uh, Kenny Pickett leading the helm is not going to get that done for me. Um, but another storyline for them is George Pickens um, crying after yeah. he's the only after he had one reception, even though he could have had a touchdown, but he blew it himself, and then he goes on Instagram and starts crying. So we'll see how that progresses. Um, I don't think he's good enough yet to be doing all that on Instagram. It's one thing for Stefan Diggs to complain, but it's another guy who, you know, had 800 yards last year or whatever to complain. It's a little different there. Yeah. Okay. Kansas City, 21, Miami, 14. Chiefs now 7-2, and two, Dolphins now 6-3. and Storyline being the Dolphins cannot beat good teams. They've lost to the Eagles. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs. And I forget who their other loss is against. Is the other loss the Lions? Played the Lions. Who the, the Dolphins. Dolphins? Oh, they lost to the it's, Bills. Uh, Chiefs, Bills. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. Yeah, so they've lost. I don't know if you even consider the Bills a good team right now. I mean, they kind of suck, but um, they've lost to every other team that sort of has some sort of um, you know star power recognition, and they lose to the Chiefs here. I mean, the Chiefs didn't look that great in the second half. They looked great in the first half. Um, just spreading the ball around. Kelsey didn't really get as involved as you probably would have hoped. He only had three catches. Um, Rashi Rice got in. Jerick McKinnon got in. Uh, and then <clears throat> they turned a Terry Kill fumble, which I thought was down. I mean, I thought that was an incompletion, or at least he was down. Um, they turned that one into a uh, scoop and score. They got a defensive touchdown as well. Dolphins look better in the second half. Raheem Mostert looks good. He's back. Um, Cedric Wilson got into the end zone on a 31-yard catch. But Tua, Tyreek, the, the dynamic duo that uh, you know we've kind of come to expect all season just didn't – they weren't really up to it. And if those guys don't go crazy – and, I, I mean, Tyreek was open like a lot. He, he dropped a couple of passes. If those guys don't go ballistic, then the Dolphins are just not that threatening. And I don't think their defense is terrible. Uh, they did hold Kansas City, which is one of the most electric offenses in in football, uh, to 21 points. But you got to do better there. And I was I was really like thoroughly unimpressed with the way the Dolphins played in this one. They got off to a really really slow start, and it was too late, honestly, to come back. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, I missed the first half of the game. I was up way past my bedtime on Saturday. So I don't have two specific takeaways, but my big takeaway from a larger scheme is kind of what you mentioned at the beginning is that the Dolphins continue to steamroll these bad teams, but then the second they get pushed back with any bit of you know pressure or semblance of talent on the other side of the ball, they kind of seem to crumble a little bit. So that's something they definitely need to fix you know, over the next six, seven, eight weeks before playoff time, or they might be an early exit. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um... I mean, Mahomes does not look that great, but we'll we'll save that for another day. Uh, okay, Vikings 31, Falcons 28. Josh Dobbs comes in after Jaron Hall gets murdered and performs one of the greatest miracles I've ever seen. Dolphins win by a field goal. They're 5-4. and four. They're like seventh, 6th or 7th in the NFC playoff picture. Um, I can't believe it. I mean, he rushed for a touchdown. He threw two touchdown passes. Uh, he didn't even know the playbook. Uh, the the coach, is that McConnell? What's his last name? Uh, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Um, I always get him and McDermott mixed up. You know, they're not even in the same division. Um, 
Yeah, he was explaining the cadence, and or, or Dobbs was explaining the cadence to his linemen. Uh, O'Connell was essentially explaining uh, plays to Josh Dobbs on the sideline, and he came in and he looked like Mike Vick. Uh, they stole it late. I think they looked absolutely unbelievable. Uh, on the Falcons' side, just like almost zero involvement for B. John Robinson in, in the passing game, which is where he's really threatening. Uh, he had two catches for eight yards. Johnu Smith was their leading receiver, five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, uh, one being like a 67-yard touchdown pass off of like a bubble screen, which was insane. Um, and the Falcons, I mean, they, they, they kind of stink. I, I think they're they're a good, bad team. I don't think Arthur Smith is a very good coach. I actually don't think um, O'Connell, or O'Connell is a great coach either on the Vikings side, but... There seems to be a sort of uh, team of destiny vibe right now. The Vikings, I think Josh Dobbs is a great pickup and they're without Cam Akers. Now he's done. Um, Madison's going to be their lead back for the rest of the year. But if Josh Dobbs can genuinely get the playbook down, I think this guy is frisky enough to take the Vikings to the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be easy for them to progress in the playoffs, but um, the guy plays with passion and that's, you know, something a lot of quarterbacks, including Kirk, don't really play with these days. So um, good for the Vikings. That was a really entertaining watch. Yeah, I wish the NFL had a most improved player award or something, because at the end of the season, Josh Dobbs earned some sort of award. He was just good enough on the Cardinals to make Kyler Murray want to come back and play football, and he got the Cardinals something for trading him. And then he goes to the Vikings and he's saving their season. This guy needs some sort of award postseason. I don't know what, but he he is awesome. And Arthur Smith on the other side deserves a war crime and put in prison because he has no idea what he's doing out here. Um, anybody should be coaching that's not him. I mean, to give a five-minute answer as to why Bijan doesn't get the ball in the red zone – just tells you everything you need to know. Get him out of there. I do like Heineke, and I do think he gives them at least a chance to win, but not when their best player doesn't get the ball. Yeah. Um, okay. Bears 17, Saints 24. This game was absolutely awful. Uh, Bears kept it really close, to be honest with you. I think uh, this was like, uh, just a master class from him and Cole Komet in the first half. Uh, 55 yards, two scores for Komet. Deontay Foreman had a decent game, but Unfortunately, Tyson Bajan threw like three picks in the last 10 minutes of the game, uh, and they just absolutely threw it away. Uh, the Bears did. This was a tight Taysom Hill masterclass game, uh, 52 yards on the ground. He threw a touchdown pass. He also received a touchdown pass. Makes me sick. I had to play against them. Saints don't scare me. They're frisky for sure, but I just, you know, Derek Carr, he doesn't strike fear in me whatsoever. Uh, Kamara... A little bit of a return to form from earlier on in the year when he started. Couldn't get into the end zone. Bit unfortunate. Uh, 44 yards receiving. Olave had a touchdown. uh, But the Bears kind of beat themselves here. If the Saints couldn't cover this game after he threw, Tyson Bajan threw three picks in the last quarter, um, there are some issues. I mean, they got to step on the Bears' throat there, and they didn't do it. So uh, they have a shit coach. Uh, Bears have a shit coach as well. These are two teams that don't really move the needle. And like, I don't know, this was, it's kind of embarrassing to only beat the Bears by touchdown right now. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a tale of two halves, like you alluded to for uh, Mr. Teabag over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, He looked really good in the first half. 
um, and then came crashing down to earth um, in the second half with a couple bad throws, a couple unfortunate you know plays there. But yeah, I mean, this is a Saints team that it's looking like we're going to see in the playoffs, and it's going to be a hard watch. Yep. It's going to be a hard watch. I don't see who else wins that division. I mean, the Falcons stink. Um, I don't see the Buccaneers winning the division, although they do have a chance. I just don't see them winning it. And then we all know the Panthers have zero shots. So, I mean, this is a Saints team that we're probably going to have to watch come January, and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we're going to get to the point where we just kind of slide past some of these games. Uh, Rams, Packers, Rams, three Packers, 20 Rams look awful. Brett Ripon was in, he stinks. He's terrible. Shouldn't be on a team. Packers looked a little better. Um, this team is so much better when Aaron Jones is fully healthy, getting a full compliment in terms of snap count had 20 rushing attempts for 73 yards in the score, uh, got, caught a couple of passes through the air, uh, when you have to worry about him, it just it ensures that the receivers and the tight end with with Luke Musgrave, who had 51 in the touchdown, can get open a little bit more. Um, and and honestly, this will help the Packers a lot. It's going to help Jordan Love having somebody he can actually throw a dump off pass to instead of having AJ Dillon, who is extremely untalented. Um, but yeah, 20 to three final score. Not much else to say. Uh, I'm certainly glad Aaron Jones is back. That's great. Although he's been limited in practice all week, which makes me want to fucking die. Um, Commanders 20, Pats 17. This one went the way we thought. Sam Howell continually just looks unbelievable. 325 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, Brian Robinson got into the end zone. Terry had a nice game. Jahan Dotson had a nice game. This team, despite just losing um, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, continues to be frisky they're four and five they're in a tough division this year uh the pats stink we we thought this would be a cover from the commanders and honestly looking back like it was quite insane to have washington come in as a uh dog in this one i think that was just a, a complete mistake yeah and just to touch on that game yeah this was one of my be favorite bets of the week was the commanders playing i mean the patriots look terrible all year and the score was only 20 to 17, which doesn't sound too exciting, but this game was actually sick. I don't know how much attention you paid to it, but I mean, there was a couple good plays back and forth. Rom had a sweet touchdown. Like you said, Sam Howell was cooking. I mean, this game came down to the wire, and it was actually a very exciting watch out of two generally not very exciting teams. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, good game from Ramondre Stevenson. First good game of the year. Congratulations to him. Uh, never been a fan, but at least got going in that one. Uh, Seahawks 3, Ravens 37. Seahawks just got absolutely blown out. Uh, a lot of people thought this would be a trap game. But what I will say is when NFC teams come east and play in the early window, they're typically really, really poor. And I had the Ravens. I had the Ravens money line. Um, I thought they would cover, but I, I just took the money line instead. Uh, and I thought Gus Edwards would get in, and he did. This was a, a complete masterclass. I mean, the Ravens just outpaced them uh, in every single way. First quarter was 0-0. Seahawks hung in there. But um, then Lamar and his accoutrement of, of rushing options just went nuts. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, who uh, one of our friends has, has told us eight times that he's had him on his team, or he had him on his team for, for, for six weeks, and then he dropped him. Uh, shout out Cook. We know, man. We know you had him. 
Uh, nine catches or nine nine carries for 138 yards and a score. Gus Edwards got in twice. Lamar had 60 rushing yards. Uh, he finally Lamar connected with Odell Beckham for a score. Mark Andrews looked great. Uh, Zay Flowers didn't really get involved, but I think you kind of have to pick, you know, between are you gonna throw the ball to Zay? Are you gonna throw the ball to OBJ? Because I don't think you can do both with Mark Andrews in there needing to get his catches as well. Uh, Gino looked awful. Kenneth Walker looked awful. Uh, and Jigba was the only decent uh, receiver for the Seahawks with 63 yards on six catches. DK had a long catch as well, but they just couldn't score. And the Seahawks, who a lot of people think are frisky, I think this is kind of more what their actual level is. And if Tyler Huntley's coming in because you're blowing the team out so bad, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, that game was ugly quick. It's super uh, bad. The Ravens could be looking like the best team in the AFC. I mean, they do play boring ball, um, but they win football games. I mean, Lamar's stat line never blows you away, but he does what they need to do, and they get in the red zone, and somehow they can just run the ball in the red zone and score every single time. I don't know how it works. I don't know who's drawing up those blocking schemes, but uh, they're easily the best at their job in the NFL. Yeah. Um, okay, tell us about the next one. Texans 39, Bucks 37. Oh, dude, this was heartbreak central. Yep. Oh, man, I needed Bucks money line to cash a lot of money. And that, oh, okay. But yeah, 39, 37, great game. CJ Stroud set a bunch of records here. Um, most passing yards in the, in the season from any player so far. Um, most passing yards in a game by a rookie. Um, probably most passing touchdowns, too, if not tied for it with five. Uh, but yeah, I mean, exciting game. It came down to the wire here. Uh, both both teams looked real good. Uh, Noah Brown, Noah Brown controversy in our league. We'll leave that out of the show. <laughs> Noah Brown controversy <laughs> came to life. Uh, six receptions, 153 yards. The Dalton Schultz game as well. Good to see him get back involved um, now that he left that other Texas team. Um, and Tank Dell. I mean, pretty much everyone got involved when your quarterback throws for 450 yards. Um, but it was, I mean, it was really exciting to watch. Baker leads up perfect drive at the end of the game to go up with 40 seconds left and then cj stroud just one ups him. he says i need i think it was like three plays four plays he said just give me a couple plays and we'll get in the end zone and uh, i mean they scored with six seconds left heartbreak alley for bucks fans or bucks betters and uh really exciting times down there in houston they might be uh, brewing something up here in the next couple of years yeah um okay We'll move on to the next one. Sorry, guys. That was an unbelievable game. I mean, shout out CJ Stroud. We're, we're moving quick. Cardinals zero, Browns 27. I don't think the Cardinals passed Browns half field one time. Uh, I had the every team to kick a field goal in the 1 p.m. window. It cashed with ease besides the, Brown, the, the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't even think they attempted a field goal. It was so bad. Um, Colts 27, Panthers 13. Jeremy, your Panthers ball to one and seven uh, behind a decent performance from the Colts. Uh, JT got into the end zone. I mean, not an impressive game whatsoever. Uh, Bryce Young just threw three picks and two of them, I think were returned for pick six. So uh, Bryce Young's not looking great. Is he? Uh, he looks okay. This was his first regression game. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, he's looked like he's been getting better week by week. But uh, yeah, two pick sixes in one game doesn't necessarily thrill me. Um, but that's okay. We got game of the year on tonight, which we'll get to eventually. So bounce back time. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Giant six. 
Raiders 30. Uh, Raiders smoked the Giants, who had Tommy DeVito under center for majority of the game. Daniel Jones tore his ACL, uh, or Achilles. It's ACL, right? Yep, ACL. Uh, in like the first quarter, uh, dropped back to pass and saw a little bit of pressure and just went right down holding his leg. Uh, you could tell the, those non-contact things, like you can always tell when something serious happens and this was something serious. Um, the Raiders looked good. Um, offense looks a little bit more potent. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 98 yards and two scores. Devonte Adams continues to be a ghost of his former self. Four catches for 34 yards. Terrible. Uh, Trey Tucker, leading receiver with 52 yards on two catches. One of those was a really long ball. Uh, Jacoby Myers, rushing touchdown. Ugly, ugly stuff in terms of play calling, but it really worked. So I don't really know. You know, we can't really say anything about it. Uh, Saquon, nice game. 90 yards on 16 carries. Juan Dolly Robinson got into the end zone. Tommy DeVito was terrible. Uh, this is the bottom line, and the Giants are not going to win any more games this season if he is the quarterback under center. I actually think they lose out. He is so fucking bad. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, he's I think so I would be better. Yeah, I mean, he's so bad that the first week they didn't let him throw the ball. He had, what, three pass attempts or whatever? They brought him in last time, maybe zero. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the dark times ahead for them. Um, I mean, it's already a dark season after – they beat the Vikings in the playoffs last year and they are now two and seven, but yeah, real dark, dark times ahead here for them. No doubt. Uh, okay. A couple more games here. Um, Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles win and cover the spread. They're now eight and one Cowboys now five and three. Uh, Dak had a really good game. Uh, three seventy four, three TDs. CD went nuts. He had almost 200 yards, one ninety one on 11 catches. Jake Ferguson almost went over a hundred. He had a touchdown. Jalen Tolbert had a touchdown. And Kavante Turpin had a touchdown. In case anybody was wondering, Tony Pollard has still not scored a touchdown. 51 yards on 12 carries. His actual touchdown got called back. Um, terrible, terrible day for uh, Tony Pollard owners. That guy doesn't move the needle. And I, I knew that going into this year, he wouldn't be that good. Uh, Hertz looked good enough. Uh, he's hurt for sure. Like really hurt, I can tell. Uh, 207, two touchdowns. He got tush pushed into the end zone. Kenneth Gainwell got into the end zone. And then A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both had uh, touchdowns as well. 51 yards for Devontae and 66 yards for A.J. Brown. Uh, this Eagles team is not the team it was last year. They definitely look different. But they're 8-1. and one. We, we can't, you know, say anything besides, you know, good on you for that. Um, Hurts now getting into the bye week. Should have a little bit of time to heal up. But... If he's actually hurt, then things are going to get really ugly really quick in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, really good game. Birds maybe bailed by the refs on that yeah. play on the end zone there. Uh, Dak couldn't stay in bounds. I mean. Yeah, there was a lot that could have kind of flipped this from either team winning. Um, but yeah, a great battle between two of the top teams in the league, and I'm sure they might run into each other in the playoffs, um, barring a Cowboys-Niners matchup, because we all know how that goes for the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they play each other, that could be fun down the road here. Yeah. Okay. Bills 18, Bengals 24. Uh, Bengals are officially back. They're now 5-3. and three. Uh, The Bills now 5-4. and four. Joe Burrow looks unbelievable. Uh, he's definitely not hurt anymore. 350 and two touchdowns. Joe Mixon got into the end zone. 
Uh, T. Higgins is hurt now, but had a great game. 110 on eight catches. Uh, Tyler Boyd had 56 yards on three catches. The Bills did a really good job of limiting Jamar Chase's involvement in the game. Uh, couldn't really get anything going in this one. Drew Sample and Irv Smith instead stepped in and caught touchdown passes as well. Um, and then on the Bills side, uh, they they don't run the ball effectively. Uh, the only time they get big chunk plays or, or even really get into the end zone with the running back is Josh Allen. Uh, he did score. He had 44 yards on eight carries rushing. Uh, and then he threw a touchdown pass as well to Stefan Diggs, uh, who had 86 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Uh, story, I think, for the Bills is Dalton Kincaid, who I think is going to be a really effective tight end in this league for a really long time. He's very, very good. Um, what an upgrade over over uh, Dawson Knox. I mean, he's looked awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Bills just, they're not super threatening. They don't look really good. The coaching seems to be off. The play calling seems to be off. Uh, I thought they had a great chance here against the, the Bengals. I thought this was a huge letdown spot, but unfortunately they, uh, they couldn't get the job down. They did rally late, but it was too late. They just let too much happen in the first, uh, first half. And, uh, this is, this is tough. Bill season is like pretty much over at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're not the Bills team we've been accustomed to seeing. I mean, kind of, though, um, with the whole up and down, but they're a little more down this year than up. Uh, they're going to need a second-half rally here if they want to build some momentum because uh, they'll, they'll sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, but I think Miami will probably win this division just based on how they continue to beat down these middling teams. Yeah. Uh, okay. Chargers, Jets, uh, stinky-ass game. The Chargers, despite only having like 200 yards of offense, uh, win the game 27-6. to uh, Zach Wilson got sacked so many times. I mean, he just got mugged. Reese Hall didn't really get involved. Garrett Wilson had a decent game. Seven catches for 80 yards. Tyler Conklin, 66 yards on six catches. Um, just they, they just didn't look good. They kicked two field goals, got to six points, but um, they, they got battered in the first quarter. Eckler had two touchdowns. Um, Keenan Allen had a nice game, 77 yards on eight catches. They just, the Jets let up so much yardage in sacks. There was no way that they were ever going to get back into this game. The third down sacks for Zach Wilson are just fucking horrific. I mean, you, when, you, when he drops back on third down, you know there is a great chance he is going to work himself so deep back out of the pocket and then get sacked. You can just tell. You can feel it. And watching this game, I was just like, fucking hell. And this is not the worst game we've seen Zach Wilson play, but they need Aaron Rodgers back so bad. They're 4-4, four and four, which I think, with Zach Wilson, honestly, to be 4-4 four and four is, is impressive. It's a testament to how good their defense is. Their offensive line stinks. I think Rodgers is probably worried about that. Um but the sooner he can get back, the sooner maybe they can sneak into the AFC playoff picture. I still don't think it's going to happen. I'd probably declare the season dead. This was a must win, I think, against Chargers team who are extremely fraudulent in important games. Uh, this is a super tough loss for, or excuse me, loss for the Jets, and the Chargers needed it to get back to four and four. I think their season's over too. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, defensive mastermind Brandon Staley finally put together a masterclass um, on that side of the ball. And for the Jets, yeah, I mean, not a lot went right. They had a couple drops. I mean, even in garbage time, Tyler Conklin dropped a 
free touchdown with like 20 seconds left. Um, And they had a funny stat on the screen during that game. The Jets have the lowest third down conversion rate since 1978. (laughs) That's brutal, Um, man. So that's not going to win you a lot of football games. And then Brees Hall also lost 50 yards of scrimmage on three holding calls and a block in the back. So he actually could have had a decent fantasy day for people that needed him. Um, But he kind of got the short end of that stick as well, just because the Jets are playing undisciplined ball out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. That is all the games. Um, We will move into our uh, picks for week 10, which makes me sad that we're already at week 10. Um, I don't know if I even posted our picks last week. I think I did. Um, Okay. First game of the week tonight. Carolina versus Chicago. Panthers are a three-point dog in Chicago. They're plus 148 on the money line. Over-under set at 38.5. Jeremy, I'll give this to you first because you're a Panthers fan. Uh, Are we riding with the Panthers tonight? Because I'm kind of feeling like I am. Game of the year, baby. Give me the Panthers money line. Yeah, I have to. Um, This is one of the few games that we can win. Um, and plus 148 feels good. I mean, I feel like if either team were p- plus 150, I would be um, kind of inclined to take them because it does feel like a toss-up. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the, char- or the Chargers with the Panthers money line here. Um, I think I think we can win this one. I think I'm going to ride with you. Um, Thielen had a really kind of mediocre game last week. Uh, I think he has a nice game. I think the Panthers uh, get their second one of the season here uh, behind Adam Thielen. And, and Bryce Young linking up. Uh, okay. Indy versus New England uh, in Germany on Sunday at 9.31 Eastern time. Uh, Colts are a one-and-a-half point favorite, over-under set at 43-and-a-half. This has got to be a trap game. I bet you the Patriots win it, but I don't care. I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to take the Colts' money line. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm getting real comfy with the Colts' money line. Uh, fading the Pats has been awfully profitable this year. They keep having these low-spread games, and they continue to lose them. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts' money line here. I mean, at minus 130, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Okay, Niners, Jags, uh, Sunday. Games in Jacksonville. Niners are a three-point dog. Minus 164 on the money line. Over-under set at 45-and-a-half. I believe the Jags were on bye last week, so they've had some rest. Uh, Niners, same thing. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners minus three here. I have a yeah. tough time uh, convincing myself that they lose three games in a row. It's kind of what it comes down to. So I got to go with the Niners minus three here. I will be moving the spread uh, to Niners minus five and a half. I w- think they win this game by a touchdown. I'd like to get myself to plus odds here. This is a great parlay piece. Um there's no way. There's no way that the Niners lose again. This Jacksonville team doesn't do anything for me besides ETN, who I think is fantastic. I just I can't see it. So I'm gonna take Niners minus five and a half, move that line, um, buy a couple points in the other direction. Okay. Uh up next we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings. Sunday, one oh one uh PM. Second 1 p.m. game. Over-under set at 40 and a half. Love that over. Um, you can give me the Vikings money line. I'm all over it. This is probably a trap. The Saints probably win this game. But 
the way that the Vikings played last week in the face of uh, all that adversity, I don't think the Saints are, are that much better than the Falcons. So I'll take Vikings Vikings money line. I really like it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be on the opposite sides here, um, which is okay. We don't get we don't get that often. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Saints here. I think I don't know why the Saints just keep winning these games somehow. Yeah. And I mean, the Vikings gave up 28 points to the Falcons, um, and I don't think the Saints are gonna give up 30 to them or let them score 30 like the Falcons did. So I'm gonna go with the Saints money line here. But um, I wouldn't be upset if the Josh Dobbs hero story continued. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, up next, Tennessee versus Tampa Bay. Tennessee currently a one-and-a-half-point dog uh, going to Tampa Bay. Titans minus 102 on the money line, over-under set at 38-and-a-half. Your pick, I believe. Yes, it is. I'm trying to see if we got any uh, prop action here. I might get active with uh, Mr. Mayo Man himself here. Um, he, I like the way he throws the He didn't have the most success in the world last week, but he did look good in general. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm all in. Will Levis over 215 and a half passing yards. I'm in. He's going to keep throwing these deep balls. He, he throws with conviction, so he's going to keep letting it fly. Give me Will Levis over 215 and a half. Okay, beautiful. Um, I have the over at 38 and a half. I think, I mean, these kind of go together. I think if Will Levis throws over 200, uh, is it Levis or Levis? Levis, right? I'm not really sure. I go Levis. I could be Levis. I don't know. I've heard both, but I think, I think you're right. I think it's Levis. So if Levis throws over, you know, 220-ish yards, uh, I think he has two touchdowns. I think the Bucks are obviously very... Uh, capable of scoring a couple of touchdowns themselves. Uh, if this game can get to around 20 to 20, then that should be an easy cast for the over. Uh, under's favorite. I mean, people think the under's going to hit in this one. It's kind of a stinky-ass game, but I'm going to take the over. Uh, it's just kind of where I lined up this week. Okay, Cleveland versus Baltimore up next. Divisional game, over-under set at 38.5. Uh, these games always go under, always, always, always. Brown six and a half point dogs plus two thirty five on the money line. Uh, I'll take the under. I'm gonna learn my lesson. I always take the overs in these games. They never fucking hit. It's always a defensive struggle. Um, Deshaun should be back. This could be a great game or it could be a terrible game. Uh, they're always decided by something weird. I'll take under thirty eight and a half though. Yeah, um, my pick kind of goes along with that. I'm gonna buy up the spread a little. I'm gonna go from six and a half to seven and a half. Uh, for the Browns, uh, I do think, like you said, these AFC North games are always very, very tight. And this is the best defense the Ravens have faced. I mean, the Browns could, they have an argument for the best defense yeah. in the league at the moment. So I think I think there should be a tight one. And I think this would be a good battle, uh, you know, between two two very defensive teams. Okay. Uh, Houston versus Cincinnati up next. Texans currently a six and a half point dog against the Bengals. Over under set. Uh, at 47, the Texans currently plus 260 on the money line. Game is in Cincinnati. This is going to be a great game. Where are you lined up? Yeah, I mean, this is tough. This almost feels like a game you need more information on at this yeah. point just because Jamar's dealing with that back injury. T. Higgins has that hamstring injury. There's a lot going on here, but I think I'm going to hope they both play, or at least one of them plays. I'm going to go with 
over 47 here. I think C.J. Stroud will do enough to move the ball, um, and I think Joe Burr and the Bengals will definitely put up some points. So I'm going to go with over 47 just uh, you know, based on the way these Texans games have been going lately. I'm with you there. Uh, I got to take the over. C.J. looked unbelievable last week. I mean, anything he does this week is going to be a regression from last, but I still think this team's capable of putting up 25 points like pretty easily. And if the Bengals want to win this game, they're going to have to do more than that. So this should be an easy cash of 47. I think that's kind of low. Uh, okay, Green Bay versus Pittsburgh up next. Packers currently a three-point dog going to Akershore. Uh, they're plus 148 on the money line. Over-under set at 38.5. This game sucks. Um, you just did last pick. I'll take under 38.5. This is a fucking lock. No way this game goes over 38.5. No fucking way. I'm getting in there with you. Uh, Jordan Love looks terrible. Kenny Pickett looks terrible. Give me it, the under. It, it's This game stinks. I don't want to watch that at all. Uh, okay, Falcons versus the Cardinals. Falcons currently a one-and-a-half-point dog. Excuse me, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Going to Arizona, Falcons minus 124 on the money line. Over under is set at 43-and-a-half. Kyler Murray, the sleeper agent, has been activated. Um... Uh, Call of Duty comes out tomorrow, dude. There's no way. There's no way the Cardinals win the game. I'm getting active with the Call of Duty champ himself. Um, I have to. I, I don't know. I hate Arthur Smith. They almost yeah, feels so like an Arthur Smith hate bet. Um, I mean, realistically, is this the best game of the week? No. Would I probably stay advise staying far away from it with all the uncertainty? Yes. But I am going to take the Cardinals money line. Give me a Kyler Murray master class. You're sick, dude. You're a sick individual. I'm taking the under. There is nothing to point me to the fact that this game will go over 43 and a half points. Um, I think Whoa, that is a lot of points. That's a fuck ton of points for two shitty teams. There is no way the Falcons defense is is solid. It's it's good enough. Um I don't I don't see them scoring a ton of points. I really don't see the Cardinals scoring a ton of points. This under 43 and a half is like a best bet. I love it. I I just don't see how it goes over that total. There's there's no way, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm sticking with my Cardinals play, but I'm going to get heavily involved with that under as well. Yeah. Okay. Um your pick or did you go? You went Cardinals first, right? Yeah, okay. Um, Detroit versus LA. Uh, the Chargers, that is. Lions, a three-point favorite against the Chargers. Over-under set at 48.5. Again, really high. Um, you can give me Lions a minus three. I think they'll win this game in a route. Montgomery's back. Uh, I think they can win by a touchdown, two touchdowns. Chargers do for another disappointment. We haven't seen a terrible play-calling disaster in a couple weeks. Uh, just wait. You'll get one in this one. I'll take the Lions minus three. Yeah, this one's tough for me because Jay Herbo hasn't looked great with that finger injury, even though it's on his left hand, which is kind of weird. Um, and then you have the whole Jared Goff away from home um, storyline as well here. So that's kind of difficult for me. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with the DeMont touchdown um, just because that's who Dan Campbell is. All the Jameer Gibb owners will be crying. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take a DeMont touchdown. Okay, cool. Um, all right. The Giants versus the Cowboys. Holy fuck. The spread is 17 and a half at the Jerry Dome. 
Uh, Giants plus 1,100 on the money line. Over under set at 39 and a half. What is the spread? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the uh, Tommy DeVito special, baby. Oh, my God. Minus that spread is gigantic. And I have... God, my Fandle's loading so slow today. Um, I am getting active with... If I can pull the total up here. I am getting active with New York Giants under 10.5 total points. That is their team total, and I'm going under. The only way they score a touchdown is if Dak Prescott throws a pick six or fumbles it into the end zone or something because uh, the Cowboys' defense is phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm going Giants under 10.5. I'm moving the line down to Cowboys minus 13.5. That's minus 184. They should win the game by two touchdowns. Um, those odds are acceptable. They're not great. Decent for a parlay, maybe, or a teaser. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to that down. I think they win the game by two touchdowns. But these spreads were always scary to bet. Uh, okay. Washington versus Seattle. Commanders a six-and-a-half point dog against the Seahawks. Uh, Commanders plus 245 on the money line. Over-under set at 44-and-a-half. Um, give me... We're going to move a line. Uh, commanders plus seven and a half. Uh, that is minus 138. Yeah, I'll buy the points there. Uh, I'll take commanders plus seven and a half. I think they can actually win the game, but just in case things get sketchy, I'll buy the point. Walker looks really poor. Um, Gino looked really bad last week. I think he's going to continue to look poor this week. Uh, and my fantasy matchup is actually Sam Howell's my quarterback this week, and I'm going up against Gino. So, Got to ride with the Commanders uh, in this one. I'll take Commanders plus 7.5, buying a point. Nice. I like that. I am going to take Sam Howell, two-plus passing touchdowns at plus money, uh, currently plus 105 on Fandle. He's been throwing the ball more than almost any quarterback in the league this year. So, I mean, I don't see why they would stop now, especially after the Seahawks just got torched last week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sam Howell, two-plus. Okay. Uh, and then Sunday at 821, we have the New York Jets taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Ew. Over-under set at 36 and a half. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah, a stinker. So Primetime stinkers this week is what is the theme, it seems. Um, kind of every week. I'm going Jets money line. Uh, the Raiders wow. uh, think they're good, I guess, because now that they got rid of mike mcdaniel or whatever but they still suck um and the jets at least are good on one side of the football so that gives them an advantage so i'm gonna go with the jets i guess money line minus 110 yeah just for you know to kind of play devil's advocate i'll go with the raiders i think they can definitely win the game this game's gonna suck it's probably gonna be an unders game but uh i'll take the raiders just because jeremy took the jets uh okay and then the last game of the week denver (laughs) versus buffalo Bills a seven and a half point favorite. Um, they're minus three seventy five on the money line. Over under set at forty six and a half. This game could be entertaining. It, it genuinely could be, um, but I think the Bills correct course a little bit. Uh, I think they win by ten. I'll take Bills minus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I'm going to buy the half point. If they win by seven, I'll take the push. But I see them winning by. 10 plus so i'm gonna go with the bills uh minus seven here okay um like you said this is kind of a get back for them and i think this is the phenomenal spot monday night football against the broncos yeah okay cool 
Um, we managed to fit everything into less than 45 minutes. So Jeremy, you're free to go to your meeting. Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you check us out on social media at post 20 pod. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find all past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, and Apple podcasts. I don't know if you'll have an NFL show next week. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, but you will be getting a, uh, premier league show tomorrow on friday because matt's off so again thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all when we talk to you see ya